The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are for informational purposes only and solely those of the podcast participants, contributors, and guests, and do not constitute an endorsement by or necessarily represent the views of the Hartford or its affiliates. You're listening to the Small Biz Ahead podcast, brought to you by the Hartford. Welcome to another edition of the Small Biz Ahead podcast, where we answer your questions on how to run your business better. I'm Elizabeth Larkin, Managing Editor of Small Biz Ahead, and with me today, as always, is my co-host, Gene Marks, small business owner and small business expert. Okay, we're back. So what is your favorite TV show on right now, Elizabeth? Uh, God, okay, so give us I'm a recommendation. Just, I can't say one. I'm like I am a real TV person. I don't watch it every night, mm. but I have like shows that like I'm so loyal to. Most yep. of them aren't on the air anymore. <laughs> um, but right now I'm finishing up um, House of Cards, yep. which is insane. That show is crazy. And The Americans, I'm kind of behind. I'm watching it on Amazon. And I just finished the People vs. O.J. Simpson, Excellent. which was so good. And you're a big Walking Dead fan. Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, and uh, Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul, me Excellent. too. Yeah. Excellent yeah, show. I've been really enjoying it. Different vibe from uh, Breaking Bad, but still very Breaking yeah. Bad-ish. And uh, I'm, I, I really highly recommend watching If you're a Breaking Bad fan, you'll love it. I just read something, maybe I didn't read the article, but I saw it on Twitter. Someone said that um, they like it better than Breaking Bad. Yeah, I can understand that because, again, it's a different vibe. It's a little bit funnier. It's a little bit, you know what I mean? Like, it's not as crazy and violent as Breaking Bad. What I like the most is uh, on on Better Call Saul because it's a prequel. You've got a lot of the Breaking Bad characters show up on that show. And, um, and and they're sort of their younger selves. And I think that's like really cool. Um, plus, I hate surprises, so I know how they all turn out. Yeah. So I never have to worry. You know, like, you know, if somebody's yeah. getting into trouble. I'm like, oh, this guy, he doesn't die because he's in Breaking Bad. Yeah. So I hope he. Don't ever throw you a surprise party. No, I do not like yeah. surprises. Okay. Do not like surprises. We actually have an article that we just published on um, on Small Biz Ahead this week, and it was ca- it's called Business Lessons or Leadership Lessons from Game of Thrones. Yes. Which is really a lot of fun. That show is crazy. It is. It is a wonderful, wonderful show. Yes. And, um, you know, I will tell anybody who's never watched it before, if you plan on watching it, you got to give it six or seven episodes yeah. before it really starts the clicking in. the episode is great. Shocking. Like it's, that first yeah, episode is like, yeah. whoa. But you need six or seven episodes to really get into it. Yeah. And it's, a, it's, a, it's an absolutely wonderful show. And I, there are a lot of leadership lessons to be there taken are. from that and, show. And I'm uh, just finishing up the books right now. So mm. I'm at the end of book five. Good. And he hasn't written anymore. Right. So... Right. And the books, and I would say to any, if you're going to watch the shows, like, read the books. The books are so good. I mean, they're, except book four is not that great, but the Mm. rest of them are really good. All right, so we're going to be back with our first question, which is not about TV, but (laughs) about freelancing after our first ad. Running a business is challenging, and you probably don't always have the time to research new strategies, market trends, and develop skills. But imagine if you could have all the latest information on running a business delivered to you every week. Luckily, there's the weekly Small Biz Ahead newsletter. We offer some of the best information available for business owners, ranging from topics such as time management, game-changing technology and apps, to developing management and leadership skills. 
Sign up today for the Small Biz Ahead newsletter at smallbizahead.com. Okay, Armand from Vermont asks, I've started a freelance business business and I like to keep a good schedule, but my to-do list is always way off. Do you make to-do lists? And if so, <laughs> have you set them up? How do you set them up? And if not, how do you set a schedule? So Jean and I have actually talked about to-do lists before and we'll link back to that. But I think this, it's, I don't know, it's always good to talk about to-do lists because I always do different things. So I actually have, I follow a schedule because I find that if I create a to-do list, I rebel against it. Right. But if I have a schedule, like when I come in in the morning, I'm really smart in the morning. Jean and I have talked about this before. So that's when I do like my editing work. And then in the afternoon, I reserve that for meetings or like I'll make phone calls or something. The to-do list I do keep are things that I've delegated to other people because I have to do that because a lot of times I'll delegate something to someone and then I'll just go do it myself. So, which is not good for them or for me. So I keep an Excel spreadsheet that's really, really simple. I know that sounds yeah. complicated, but it's just like what the project is, who I delegated it to, and when I need it from them by. And I have that open on my desktop all day long. In my personal life, I use an app called Wonderlist, which I love. It's really flexible, really elegant, and you it actually allows you to cross things off even online. Because I know, Gene, I know you love the paper list, so you can cross things off. Because right. it just feels so good to cross things off. Right. So, you know, I'll use, like, my grocery list in there. And then anything I'm working on, like, projects that I'm working on that have nothing to do with my job. Gene. Uh, the best to-do list for any um, business owner, freelancer, um, or, or owner, independent person, is a good CRM system, a good <laughs> customer relationship management Not system. A pen and paper. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> but let me tell you something: um, all of your to-dos that you have either have to do with, um, particularly if you're a freelancer, Armin, right? Your to-dos have to do with your clients or prospective clients um, or projects that you're working on. So it's people and projects. So a good CRM system, and there are plenty of great ones that are out there, uh, Insightly, Sugar, uh, Zoho, Salesforce, probably too expensive. Yeah, for, some of for, these are free. You know, Insightly Some of them free, free right? yeah, for like one or two users. So is Zoho. I mean, really good yeah. ones. Um, what happens is that anybody that you're touching, prospect, partner, supplier, customer, whatever, they're in that database. They all have mobile apps. So if you're gonna think like, oh, I gotta call that guy. I gotta do something for that person. Oh, I've gotta follow up on this thing. I've gotta do whatever. You're always associating it with the person in your CRM system. And yeah. why that's important is it'll generate your to-do list for you, which you can look up from any device, but then you're gonna complete those actions um, with notes maybe or not. But then it goes into that, that person's history as well. And that way you start building up a database of what you're doing with your days and what you're doing with your clients and what you're doing where with your, your time's going, where your time's going and nothing falls through the cracks that way. That's what CRM systems do. Everybody gets a follow up. So for a freelancer, what what CRM would you recommend or what couple different CRMs? We mentioned a couple already. Like I really like Insightly. It's okay. very, very good. Um, I really like Zoho. My company sells Zoho, so I want to keep this balanced. We don't sell Insightly, um, but they're two very, very good. For like one or two users, they're free. 
Um, and then you know, you pay if you want like more features, you know, opportunities and customizations and all that. Okay. But for like Armin, the typical you know freelancer, that's great. Yeah. And by the way, I'm like scratching the surface. There's like yeah. a ton, ton of other CRM systems that are out there. You can Google um, that. In fact, if you know, I did an article on Forbes um, a year ago on like the top uh, top 25 uh, CRM systems you've never heard of. <laughs> and that was like a bunch of them that are popular only within their own clique. So, um, you know, there's a lot that's out there. But you asked. So Zoho yeah. and Insightly are two that immediately come to mind. Now, how would you, what kind of features do they have that would be, so it's not, so you're saying like, okay, I have to, let's say, write a proposal for this person. Right. And so, then, so let me just say that no matter what Armin's looking for, he's an individual freelancer, there's not a single CRM system out there that won't have the features that he needs. Okay. So he doesn't even have to get all like wrapped up in like feature comparison and all that kind of stuff. No offense, Armin. It's like you're just like a you know, single guy that's like yeah. going there freelancing. Trust me, the CRM systems of today are very mature. No matter which one you pick, they'll be fine. So what they have is you have the ability of every single person that you meet goes into that system. You either scan the business card in because they all have apps that do that or they enter it in through the web or you just key it in from your phone or whatever. But everybody you meet gets into your CRM system and Everybody has a to-do. Everybody. So, you know, Elizabeth, you and I talk. We meet at a conference. You know, whatever. Oh, she was cool. You know, whatever. You know, I'm going to put a to-do in for four months later to send you an email just to say, hey, remember we met at that conference? Yeah. How are things going? You know, because that's how you generate more business, and that's how things don't fall through the cracks. CRM systems are great for doing that. It's really not CRM. It's just contact management. Yeah. You know, that's what it was always been called back in the day, but today we're calling it CRM. What I love about that, too, is that you said that you don't have to worry about how you organize your to-do list. It right. just does it for you. It does. And then, plus, within those to-do lists, if you want to get complicated, you can sort them different ways. You can customize the list yeah. and display them. You know, they can, they can alert you for priority to-dos, you know, yeah. or you know, alarm you. You know, you, so there's a whole bunch of different options. And, and again, just about every CRM system that's out in the market today gives you the ability to and do that. This is one area where a sole proprietor really has a leg up because you don't have to worry about something someone else going in and messing up your data like True. you're the only one in there right um right and it's it's just a great tool i think for a sole proprietor it is and by the way i mean i talk about crms but look a lot of us use outlook a lot of us use i mean you use um a spreadsheet you know yeah. what i mean that you do i mean you know my recommendation there is you use like google sheets for example yep. on google as part of google's apps and my reason for doing that is if you just want to keep that stuff on a spreadsheet which i don't recommend mm -hmm. because you can't it's not a database so it makes it harder to track your history and activities and all that when it's just on a spreadsheet. Yeah. Uh, but even if you were to just do something on a simple spreadsheet, do Google Sheets because then it's, it's online, it's cloud-based. So you can pull it up on your phone or your tablet or if you're any computer. If you need to update and do stuff, you're not stuck with having to do something that's in your office. All right, sounds good. So, Armand, we're going to link to some articles on CRM systems and how you use them. We actually have one out right now called Why Every Small Business Owner Needs a CRM That sounds System. like a great article. It's really good. I wonder who wrote that. We also have one from Jean called Why You Don't Need a CRM uh -oh, System. Oh, that's a Why would I write that? I don't know. All right, we'll be right back with our second question. The Small Business Ahead podcast is brought to you by the Business Owners Playbook. Whether you're a seasoned small business owner or just starting out, the Business Owner's Playbook is your go-to destination for how to run your business. From business plan templates to advice on managing employees, the Business Owner's Playbook features up-to-date, sound advice on running your business. 
Okay, we're back with our second question. This is all about personal training. Mm -hmm. Chris from Rhode Island, another... Wait, another guy from Rhode Island? Jeez, we're here in (laughs) Connecticut. Small small state, and it's very entrepreneurial. Seriously. Um, Chris runs a a small personal training business, and he does it well, and he writes, it drives me crazy... That I can't. How do you know? How do you know that he doesn't know? Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he he's wrote... a mess. Maybe he's disorganized. We don't know. We're going to assume that he does it We're, well. Yeah, because he listens to our podcast. So All right, fair enough. All right, Chris, well. we'll give you the benefit of the doubt. So he writes, it drives me crazy that I can't take a vacation without losing money or possibly even clients. Join the club, dude. I don't have space in my gym for another trainer, <clears throat> and I want to move into selling products so that I can at least make money even when I'm not in the studio. Hmm. Do you have any advice for someone who's been working in a service-based business model and looking to transition to a product-based business model? So we talked about this a couple podcasts ago where someone doing construction was kind of hesitant to hire people. If the space in your gym doesn't have room for another trainer, maybe thinking, I know this isn't your question, Chris, but I just want to back up. Like, you could get another gym that does have space for another trainer. I mean, if you find that, yeah, I don't really, I'm not really that into products, like, you could possibly rent another space and, and find another trainer to work with. Very true. Very true. Um, I mean, if your core overhead is is not sustainable because you want to take time off and it's going to be down for a while, then that's yeah. not a good model to be in. Yeah. And, so you're and absolutely you, right. you deserve to be able to take a vacation. Yeah, Chris. You're not going to be hard. able to not work i mean we talked about a couple a couple podcasts ago too that g never never takes a vacation and doesn't work at all but um what you should be (laughs) you should be able to take some time off so maybe think about looking for a new space um as far as working in a service-based business and transitioning to a a product-based business model i'm gonna let gene take that. well i mean it's they're two completely different businesses so it's not it's certainly not going to happen overnight and i don't think you want to bank on the fact that you're going to like convert to a product-based model right away and then be able to take time off like when you need like people are just gonna i just that is that, that's that's it's a big assumption to make. But here is some advice that I have for you. If I was in like because we do the same thing, we're in a service based business, but we try to sell products as well. We haven't been doing very well at it because people hire us for our services. <laughs> you know, they get the CRM software, and then there's a bunch of additional products that people can buy from us. But they they view us. That's our core thing. So Chris, you're a personal trainer. You know, I mean, look, I mean, if I'm hiring you to be my personal trainer, that's your core business. That's why I'm paying you and whatever. And um, if you want to set up, you know, a a separate business of of selling products, um, it's just a completely separate, you know, business model. So you're really going to have to make a decision as to what your, you know, what your, you want your model to be. I mean, you know, even if you say like, look, I want to sell some accessories, you know, some nutrients and, you know, weights and, you know, things that you would need for personal training. I think that's great, but I don't, I mean, if you're an individual personal trainer, I'm assuming you're seeing a certain amount of people per week. I don't know if there's going to be that much business. They're going to be buying so much stuff from you all the time that that's going to sustain you when you're away. Um, You've chose this lot in life to be a service (laughs) business by the hour. And this is, you know, this is where you are. The best advice that I can give to you as a personal trainer, if you're looking for vacation, is um, partner with somebody else. So there are plenty of personal trainers that are around. Um, partner with some other personal trainer. Um, share clients. 
So then that way, um, you know, when you want to take some time off, that person can cover for you when you're away. And then you can cover for that person when that person goes away as well. And that way you can have your cake and eat it too. Although Definitely. I don't think Chris is having much cake because he's a personal no, trainer. No, Sorry, you can not. have your nutrient bars and eat it yep, too. Okay, a protein Chris? cake. Yes. Another idea, I, I was just talking to a friend who goes to a gym in Manhattan. So think about like if you're not, you don't have a lot of space, like gyms in Manhattan really don't have a space. And the operation she goes to, this would be changing your business a little bit, but it wouldn't be the huge jump you would be, it's still service-based. Um, they have, I think, three trainers share the space, and they have five or six clients come in at a time. And so you're not doing one-on-one, -on -one, but you're doing more team-to-individual training. And she loves it because she doesn't have to have someone standing over her the entire time, but there are enough people there who are, like, watching her form and everything. And that, I think, would give you a little more flexibility. Now, I know that's kind of a jump from going one-on-one -on -one training to, like, three to six or, or whatever set up. The other thing, I also have a friend who does um, at-home workout guides, and that's something you could probably pretty easily do and sell as, a, it would be a product, but it wouldn't be like selling protein powder. Like you wouldn't have to go out and buy the protein powder at a discount and then sell it with a markup. But Doing, that takes capital, um, doesn't it? That's going to take a lot of time yeah. to put that together. Yeah. Um, and then you got to keep it current and then you got to market it yes. and make it available. So it's, I mean, it's a great idea, but it takes some work to do that. It takes some work to do it. It's a lot cheaper than possibly going out and creating your own product. Um, and the other thing is like a, a travel guide, like travel workouts, hmm. like little things that people could do, like maybe an iPad app or something. I feel like you need to think a little bigger than just selling and again I don't know what you're trying to sell but if you're selling products like as Jim was mentioning weights and that kind of stuff like maybe think about what you're already doing and how you can make more money from what you're already doing it's great okay we're gonna hear from our sponsor and we'll be back with our word of brilliance word of brilliance <laughs> are you looking to expand and grow your small business but don't have time to keep up with the latest trends in technology We've got you covered with the weekly Small Biz Ahead newsletter. Sign up today and start receiving our weekly email chock full of the latest tools and resources to help you run a successful business. Find us at smallbizahead.com. Okay, we're back after our snack break <laughs> with our words of brilliance. Gene is going to go first. My word of brilliance is vacation. Vacation. But not for you, Elizabeth, and <laughs> not for you, our fellow listeners who are thinking, oh, I can take vacation. This is not what I mean by vacation. Here's what I mean by vacation. Everybody in your company must be required to take a vacation, particular if you have somebody in your company, whoever is responsible for your books or your invoicing or your financials, a key, like most rudimentary internal control that any accountant will tell you is that everybody takes a vacation, particularly your financial person. And you know why? Because... I think I know why. Oh, uh, when I... First of all, I, I love reading about financial fraud. You know, <laughs> I... And, and it, only because I always think to myself, like, how do these guys, like, sleep at night? You know, they're stealing yeah. money or whatever. And then how do they... You know, you read about, like, you know, the little old lady who's a bookkeeper for this organization and she stole $150,000. And you're like, God, how do they do that? So I, if you read... And test me on this. If you read any article for the next few months... When any fraud is taking case in uh, taking place in a business, um, and then you get to how they found the person, 
it is almost always the same reason because they weren't in the office. <laughs> they tripped and fell or they got sick or they couldn't come to work for a week or whatever. And then that's somebody odd. somebody else was filling in for them and saying like, that's all, oh, it's a shame Elizabeth is out and you know we'll just fill in for Elizabeth. Yeah. And then we're like, that's weird. I've never heard of Elizabeth Co. before. Why are we making payments <laughs> to Elizabeth Co.? And how come Elizabeth's you know, mother is on the pay- Anyway, it, it, is, it always comes out when somebody else does your job. So whenever you have a bookkeeper or an accounting type person or financial person saying like, I'm the hardest working person in the year, I don't need any vacation, you can rely on me or whatever, don't buy it and don't believe it. Everybody takes a vacation. Yep. You have somebody else that fills in for them. Even if it's not even like fraudulent stuff going on, but they, they leave the company, at least you've got somebody that's trained how to do their job yeah. that can like fill in you know, for them. So that's my word is vacation. You know, two things about that. One, there's an episode of House where this happens. Okay. Um, the great TV show House. Mm-hmm. I think it's still in reruns on USA. Um, where someone was out of the office at the pharmacy and it turned out that she was stealing like all of this medication and selling it anyway um and oh my god i thought forgot my second thing but that happens right i mean if you're out <laughs> of the office even like now in that case it wasn't a financial thing but they were actually stealing product and they, which by the way i mentioned vacation but you know for the financial person but that's your your people that are working with inventory um anybody that's got any um ownership or control over any assets Um, you want to make sure that they're required to take vacation every year and somebody fills in for them. So hopefully nothing will be revealed. Yeah, Probably not, but hopefully not. I wonder though, in in Europe, there's much more um, co-training in jobs. Mm. Like everyone is pretty much trained to do everyone else's job. Mm. And we all know they take more vacation than we do. They certainly do, do, those people. They've certainly figured it out. So that might be something to work towards. Like maybe, especially in a small business, I feel like people should know how to fill in for other people. They should. Pretty regularly. I agree. I mean, there's so many studies out there on how much better you are if you take some downtime Absolutely right. Absolutely right. So my word of brilliance this or words of brilliance this week and this is actually kind of related to vacation is bagel thursday (laughs) so i worked at an internet startup and every thursday you know we had all these perks like people would come into the office with their rollerblades on we had a pool table we had a deck you could go out there and like tan out there we had a keg in the office every friday but our favorite perk was um you know aside from health insurance and all of that um, we had bagel Thursday every week and I feel like it's probably the cheapest thing the company did. I mean, this was a company that also had massages at our desks. Like they would have masseuses come in oh and my give us God. massages. It was really over the top. Oh, weird. Um, bagel Thursdays, you go into the office, there would be bagels laid out, cream cheese, butter. And it was just such a nice perk. And it's really funny because I recently got together with a bunch of my friends. My, They were my coworkers there and we remained friends and it's been 15 years. And we still talk about Bagel Thursday and how much we love that. So you talk about perks. So this is a tech company called Rehab Studio in the United Kingdom told their staff uh, that they would get the next Monday morning off after the Game of Thrones premiere. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Everyone looking for perks like that, right? To get yeah. everybody together to do that. Isn't that a great idea? So um, I, I totally agree. I mean, people love free food. People mm-hmm. love days off. People like free stuff. Yeah. We talk about perks. Another good perk, if I can even just say. Definitely. Um, 
there's a really good site out there. Um, um, it used to be called Plastic Jungle, and now it's called um, Cash. Uh, yeah, it'll come to me. But anyway, so um, it used to be called Plastic Jungle. So if you if you Google Plastic Jungle, you'll find uh, Card Cash is what it's called mm. now. It's called Card Cash, and what they do is they um, they buy and sell discount uh, uh, discount discount cards. Meaning nice. that, um, like I had like um, a couple years ago for Christmas, somebody gave me a um, a hundred dollar gift card uh, to the hair cuttery. Right now, m- most people can't see me on this podcast, but if you saw me, you would understand that a hundred card you know, dollar gift card to the hair cuttery for me it's kind of a useless gift right i mean i would never i it would take me 10 years to work off that, that gift card so i went on to card cash and i sold it for 50 bucks and then they turned around and sold it for 75 bucks yeah. so everybody wins so if you're looking to give stuff away like perks to employees or whatever you want to give you know people love to give out gift cards i mean who yeah. doesn't love a you know a gift card to the outback steakhouse the greatest restaurant oh, ever love right outback. so you know you instead of spending a hundred dollars for a hundred dollar gift card you can go into card cash and get one for 75 or 80 bucks It'll save you a few bucks but then you can also give it to your employees they yeah. love that stuff that's a great idea yeah, yeah. i just I, I feel like people really appreciate those perks and how much could Bagel Thursday possibly cost? I totally cost? agree. Like, if you did that for your company yep. of 10 people, I know yep. you're virtual, but that would be like, what, 20 bucks? I know. It's like nothing. And it's incredible to me how so many of my clients, um, they, they just, they, they they pinch pennies on certain things that are just ridiculous. Even if it's 100 bucks, it's like, dude, 100 yeah. bucks a month, what is that? Yeah. It's just, you know, your employees love it. Let them come. They'll get the bagels. They get the way bringing pizza, you know, yeah. once a month or whatever. It's just it's nothing to you, and yeah. and it's you know it's so huge for people. It's just nice. It's, it's something people appreciate and yeah. remember. It's a break. I mean, they rather you fund, fully fund their four hundred one k, but yeah. they'll, they'll take a free bagel. <laughs> that's right. Like that's fine. That's right. All right, Gene. Thanks so much for being here another week, and we'll talk to you all again next week. Look forward to it. Thanks for joining Elizabeth and Gene for another edition of the Small Biz Ahead podcast. For the latest on small business trends straight from the small business experts, visit the Hartford Small Biz Ahead. We've got articles, how-tos, and videos to help you run your business more efficiently. Check us out at smallbizahead.com.